0: Bad, immoral, and wrong This is the Modern Eater Show Piping hot and delicious The Modern food. Eater Food, 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 Come and get it And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman
1: Alright, yes it is showtime right here The Modern Eater Show, live from Belgium Beer Fest Belgium Brew Fest. I always get that wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's beer though. There's beer. Plenty of beer. Belgian Lots beer. of it, and it's been consumed throughout the day. And here we are. It's the after party from Brews Beers in Midtown. And uh, I got to tell you what this is always a treat for us Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker Brian Freeman on the bench tonight he's social he's he's a socialite tonight he's, he, at the,
2: he's a tuxedoing hit tonight he, so ooh. yeah
1: fancy he's got a tuxedo on and he's at um, the Colorado Symphony Orchestra the power of organic
2: that's, that, that's right, that is the power
1: of organic <laughs> It's going to be a good show for us tonight here, live from Brews Beers And uh, again, Belgium Brewfest was the name of the game today And joining us for this first hour, the Hour of Power with Charlie Gottenkini Charlie, welcome back to the show, the Modern Eater Show How are you, sir? I am great, Greg, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much It looks like you got a following here yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it for Charlie Guykinney, our
3: favorite people <laughs> over there. All right.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's hear it for Jay Parker. <laughs> Jay Parker. Oh, <laughs> all right. Jay's got,
1: Jay's got. They dreamies. don't even.
2: They don't even know who I am. Yeah,
1: they'll cheer for anything. That's right. You think that has something to do with the Belgian beer? I don't know. I don't know, Charlie. Uh, a lively crowd
3: here. Here we are. What's the address? Uh, Sixteen seventy-five West Sixty-Seventh Avenue in denver pretty much 67th and pecos 67th and pecos
1: just uh that's how you get here and and we'll be uh here throughout the night till eight o'clock uh the modern eater show but here we are set the stage charlie people want to hear from you what did we do here today
3: well what we had was uh 11 different breweries uh all bringing their their best belgian style beers and uh um, we had about uh, three or four hundred people that uh, came around and drank all of them, and I think most of the breweries were actually running out of beer by the end of the day. But uh, everybody was having a great time tasting some amazing Belgian-style beers, and um, a good time was had by all. So
1: I'll tell you what, the weather was great. It's the reason for the season. We, we uh, kind of kicked off the uh, beer festival season, I would say, here yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, Definitely. With Belgium Beer Fest, uh, participating breweries—the highlight for you,
3: Omegang. Oh, You know, uh, Omagang was great. Uh, they ended up uh, running out totally out of beer. Uh, Crooked Stave, uh, uh, to me, you know, one of the iconic breweries from Denver, and uh, um, I had a really wonderful Flanders beer from Fate Brewing. Uh, Woods Boss was here with their incredible Pink Peppercorn saison, mm. and their. They're amazing quadruple. Uh, Brews was obviously here. We had a number of beers, uh, four different beers that we were serving uh, at the thing. And um, I ran into the guys over
2: there from uh, Briar Common.
3: Briar Common. Ran out
2: at the stroke of four. Ran out of beer at the stroke of 4 o'clock.
3: And uh, Intrepid Sojourner, uh, they had some excellent beers. Um, Paradox had some amazing stuff, including their their newly released Cool Ship beer, which is uh, just something phenomenal and um I always say I always say this
2: one, and I don't know if I'm saying it right or wrong de Steeg. de
3: Stieg. De Steeg. so De Stieg okay. and uh you know, and their their other brewery uh, blind faith mm-hmm. uh so that's like two breweries in one, and both of them had their own beers there, and both of them were fantastic so um and the music was pumping yeah, we had a couple bands, well, one was a horn band that everybody just loved and and then a rock band toward the end that uh you know, did a lot of great stuff as well. So,
2: It really uh, brings a, a, a beer fest together, having some live music out there and hearing some of your classic favorites while you're sipping on the, some yeah, of your classic trucks. favorites. Yeah. Thank you to yeah. the
1: uh, Taco. Taco
2: truck. Velo's
3: food truck. Taco Big, big shout-out uh, to Taco Velo's. Turn-in barbecue. If you've never had their barbecue, it is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, you know, just stole the show for me. And then we also had the Belgian free Truck. So uh, these are frites, or Belgian French fries. The street uh, frites, they call it, street right? Frites the street frites. And, yeah.
2: I noticed a gal out there with the little ice cream truck. We, met, we remember her. Peaceful
3: Creations. Peaceful she's, Creations ice cream was here today. Oh, I, I Kayla talk, was out there, I, and uh, I think
2: I talked her into bringing over some scoops for us here yeah. in this hour, just
3: so you well, know. Well, she does some amazing stuff in that little ice cream truck, which is an old VW van with a surfboard that folds down, and she uh, travels throughout the year. Yeah, off of
1: the um, ice cream that she sells, the other half of the year, and uh, what a what a great. Let's just say the name Charlie Kinney again.
3: All right, yeah, <laughs> there it is. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Gotta
1: Here's keep. the show tonight. Uh, okay, so Charlie's going to sit in with us for the first hour, and that's really cool. Second hour, uh, Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project is going to sit in with us in the second hour. Uh, up next, Crooked Stave Artisan Beer Project. Uh, I want to say Deanna Braun. Am I, uh, Deanna. 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 Deanna, I can do that. Deanna, uh, Deanna Braun. Um, really cool. So Crooked Stave, it's one of the hand-selected
3: uh, uh beer uh, breweries that you decided oh, that absolutely i mean that was a goal from the beginning when we started last year was we've got to figure out how to get crooked stave up here because they are so awesome awesome, awesome.
1: she's she's on deck getting ready to come on at 6 15 6 30 uh carly smith the fairy gut mother she's been uh, so for those of you that don't know the fairy gut mother um here it is she is somebody is a big advocate of gut health and and uh, as everybody should know is your gut is one of the most important things uh when it comes to health uh health begins in the gut and it ends in the gut she brought us today a uh, bloody mary that's a bone broth bloody mary that she made for dr oz that will be airing on monday uh, on dr oz i believe it's at 10:30 in the morning so uh, can't wait to catch up with Carly Smith at 645 in the kitchen. As you guys know, Richard Snyder, Little Rich from Alitas Tortillas, uh, hyper local, but um, Little Rich, he's one of these guys that's so connected within our community. Um, he knows, He how many boards does Little Rich sit on? He literally sits on, I think,
2: eight seven or eight different
1: boards. Yeah, so as he is the tortilla savant, yes, I can tell you that he has his hands in a lot of things in this uh, community here in Denver, Colorado, that we covet. Uh, hyperlocal is the name of the game. And so that's the first hour on the Modern Eater Show. The second hour, you can look forward to, like I said, Andrew Moore, Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. I just think this guy, with his travels, uh, an archaeologist gone brewer, and he finds indigenous spices uh, throughout regions in the world. And he uh, brews accordingly, Charlie. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You take somebody like uh, Andrew Moore, who uh, has vast travels, and he can bring us different recipes of
3: beer. Well, absolutely. And he does some great work with uh, spices and additions to beers that uh um, I don't know that anybody that does it better.
1: Yeah, than Andrew. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, Jeff uh, Tyler at um, Spice Trade Brewing Company in the Yak and Yeti, he does a great job as well as far as spices go. Uh, but I look to Andrew Moore. Uh, he's really just a spirit guide when it comes to food and beers and uh, doing so many great things. Chris Labby. Chris Labby? Chris Labby a uh, periodic brewing company. Last year when we were at Micro Brew Fest, Jay, tell the story. So when we were at
2: Micro uh, Brew Fest, ah, no, no, not, not Micro Brew Fest, Belgium Beer Fest last year, uh, Chris was on the show, and Greg had excused himself to, to use the restroom or talk to somebody or something, and he was a little bit late coming back from the break. And so when he came back from the break, I was already in a conversation with Chris, and I think that Greg at the time maybe had indulged in a couple of those Belgian beers, and when he sat down, right, he sat down right at the moment when Chris was saying, uh, yeah, it's uh, So he's in
1: Leadville. We're in Leadville. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I said, I love to camp. Which I do, <laughs> and is one of my spots where I love to but, go camping. But he
2: just jumped yeah. in out of left field, and he was talking about the brewery, and his band. And Greg sits down and goes, Leadville, let's go. I like camping, you know, and, he's, and Chris said, uh, well, so do I.
1: You know? and, uh, 7.30, Sarah Beatty, as you know, Blackhawk uh, is doing great strides to not only be a— um, it's a well-known casino town, mm-hmm. right, at this point in time. Um, but the culinary scene is developing and developing rapidly. Sarah Baby's going to come in and talk about the Black Hawk Casino Chef Cook-Off that's taking place on Thursday of this next week. May 3rd. Um, I would look at it on Facebook. We have a link on the Modern Eater Facebook page, but you can go to eventbrite.com and just look at Blackhawk Casino. Uh, Charlie, you're, you're giving a thumbs-up to Carly about the—, the
3: Actually, I was, uh, you know, my wife is sitting right behind Carly. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> Oh, there you go. I thought it was a... He likes the Bloody Mary, kudos too. Kudos to the Bloody Mary. He likes the well, Bloody Mary. Well, the Bloody too. Mary's
1: pretty awesome. Is uh, it pretty good? Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. And then uh, Scott Fitelli. Uh, Scott, he is one of these guys to where uh, if I had his knowledge and I could wrap it, I might be able to make some money in this world. And Scott has technology called Spigot Labs. Spigot Labs is a tracking technology that uh, he, he dabbles in beer, but it's beyond that. And it's basically, and I can't wait for you to hear um, Scott from Spigot Labs at 745 to talk about how he can make your beer festival experience. Um, one. That, just at first blush, how would you describe Spigot Labs, Charlie?
3: Well, so Spigot Labs is this wonderful technology. I mean, let's face it, you're, you're at a beer fest, you're going around to booths, you're tasting a lot of beers, you know, you think you're going to remember what you tasted, and then, you know, a half hour later, it's like, well, what was that? And It's gone. sort of thing. So what happens is there's a little pad there, and the glass you have has a chip in it, and you just touch the glass to this pad, and it automatically uploads that, and then you can go back after the fest and look at all the beers you tasted.
1: Yeah, and I think it would surprise you, actually. Yeah. You think you know what you're doing, but you really don't, and Scott Vitelli, he's going to...
3: I mean, I already looked at it today, and there was half a dozen beers in there that I didn't remember tasting but you know I did after I looked at the at well, the app so and he,
2: it's Jay Parker here and here's this I talked to him before the show and he's he's now being able to determine from doing more and more uh, brewfest he's starting to see a trend in the beers that are popular, and then that mm-hmm. way he can take that information and the next beer fest before it happens, he can actually talk to a brewer and say, hey, listen, or or the event and say, hey, listen, these are some of the beers that are more popular, and you can focus right. on putting some of the more popular beers on, the, on like, the front yeah, of the maybe list.
3: Maybe we should put our brown ale out there. Yeah. It, you know? yeah,
1: so it's doing a lot of great things. I love seeing yeah. that. Uh, data, when it comes to your habits, uh, more and more these days is uh, becoming very popular, and I think for a good reason. Uh, I think a lot of people... When it comes to your um, your habits and what you're doing, that when you have a technology, especially for a beer festival, that's really cool to have a recap of what you've done. So looking forward to talking to Scott from Spigot Labs at 745. In the meantime and in between time, let's do this. All's well in the world, it's a beautiful day. We are at Brews Beers in Midtown, the Modern Eater Show, broadcasting live right now on iHeartRadio. We're gonna take a quick turnaround, pay the bills, and come back with Periodic Brewing Company. Um, This is gonna be, no we're not. What am I talking about? No, not Periodic. Uh, Crooked Stay, but they make beer too even better Deanna Braun she's on deck next on the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio choose
4: your path through Cyberland
0: don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos just search the Modern Eater or check out the website TheModerneater.com.
2: Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan, gluten free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house made vegan sour cream. Wow. How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lover with a staff that really cares on East Colfax directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com
0: Rocker Spirits It's a distillery It's a place to hang It's about quality It's about taste It's about passion Hey,
2: it's Jay Parker. You guys hear us talk about John Irvin and gluten-free things all the time. Listen to what our good friend Chef Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver and the Food Network had to say. i
5: trying to give a shout-out to John, by the way. I know he's sponsoring the uh, In the Kitchen part. He was super gracious to us at D Bar this past week. He brought by a bunch of his gluten-free goodies and some hoagie rolls and flour mixes and all kinds of great stuff. So yeah, if that's if you have that need, that guy's on top of it. John is uh, super great. I met him thanks to you guys and the viewing party at Carries at Bordeaux. Yeah, gave us the hookups. I just want to say a big thanks, Dan.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on Season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.
6: Hi, everybody. It's Chef Carrie from Bardo in Denver. (laughs) I'm also on Season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. (laughs) And you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio.
1: I got to tell you, uh, first of all, live from Brews Beers in uh, Midtown. Really cool community that we're at right now. It uh, Belgium Brewfest was the um, name of the game today. And right now we're kind of just enjoying this beautiful Colorado evening. And I'd say it's one of the first. Greg Holland back Jay Parker, Brian Freeman off tonight. Charlie Gottenkine uh, in the co-host seat. C- couldn't ask for any better weather <laughs> right now today. This weather's
3: been awesome.
1: This is cool. Your wife mary here with us and uh great show for you and and we'll jump right into it but first i want to talk to you about the themoderneater.com we have so many of our great writers on the themoderneater.com here with us today uh myself who's lacking i'm probably the weakest of all of the writers here um, jay parker who's doing a great job charlie gotten you're hitting home runs andrew moore's here as well you two guys are talking about beers jay's talking about bartending uh, Emily Fletcher's here with us, and we can't. Uh, this isn't gonna get done without Emily. She's our food editor. She wrote a great article about Rich Snyder, uh, who we'll talk to in the kitchen at 6:45. And I haven't even read the article myself, but it's available, Jay, mm-hmm. on themoderneater.com. I- is that right? It's available. Thumbs up. Emily has it posted. I can't wait to see what she wrote uh, about Richard, because um, Rich Snyder, Little Rich, he is one of those guys that screams hyper local in Denver, and I think she probably uh, nailed a home run with that. Uh, along with Emily being a writer, the fairy gut mother Carly Smith, who you you will hear from, will post her new article uh, about supplements, and um, it's just it's really good. I like it a lot. Um, So at 6.30, you'll hear from Carly Smith as well, the fairy gut mother. Right now, it's... um cool to have Deanna Braun. She's on the show with us. Crooked Stave Artisan Beer Project and uh, pouring at this uh, Belgium Brewfest today. Welcome to the show, Deanna. How are you?
7: I'm doing great. Thank you.
1: Good to see you. Um, You said three delicious beers that you poured today. I kind of want Charlie. I mean, I love listening to Charlie's voice, first of all. But Charlie, kind of lead this conversation and talk about the the beer festival and uh, Crooked Stave's involvement. involvement.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, the beer festival is all about uh, Belgian-style beers, and uh, when when I look at Crooked Stave, I mean, I have to tell you a little anecdote. Our our assistant brewer, uh, Jake, uh, just got back from Belgium, and he had gone over there and gone to Cantillon, which is, you know, most people would would not object to be, it being called the best sour beer, you know, brewery in the world. I mean, they are they have the uh, the Belgian Goose Museum there and all it's amazing so Jake had gone in there and and told them that he was he was a brewer and he was from Denver and what they said immediately was Denver crooked stave <laughs> so nice. you know when when the best Belgian sour beer brewery in the world you know thinks of denver colorado and they think of crooked stave that says hey we're doing something right over there so you know crooked stave should be very proud of that and they do some magnificent beers they do them in the traditional manner and uh you know i'm sure deanna can talk more more about that uh in terms of the process and everything They choose to fill deanna that uh, was a pretty p-
1: kidding. wow! Kidding. big setup. That's kind of cool, though, right?
7: Well, that's one of my favorite things to hear, especially if was, as a sales rep, uh, seeing pictures and hearing comments of our beer and seeing and tasting our beer when it's not even in the United States. I'm seeing pictures of us on Tap at McKellar and, and then hearing these things and then seeing even packaged beer, numerous SKUs excuse me, or different brews, Just um, at McKellar for she purchase. can tell she's in sales. Yeah, you yeah. are not kidding. Yeah. The skews just <laughs> fell right out. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, it really is true, and it's a testament of just, you know, when the rubber meets the road, mm. it's about the beer.
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it all starts with tradition. And I think that's um, our owner, Chad Jacobson. He's done such an amazing job of sticking to tradition when it comes to not using any kind of off adjuncts with using all natural and local fruits. He does everything he can to get the most best local fruit. And if he can't, it's probably going to come out of Washington. Um, He does whatever he can about using fresh hops, uh, amazing (laughs) pick of hops and it's awesome to see him taste beers as they go through the process to make sure it's exactly what he wants. He will never release something unless it's absolutely how he wants it.
1: That's what you call the, job security right the there. Is, no, absolutely. Good for you, He's, Deanna. <laughs> Let's hear for Deanna right now. Deanna. She's great. Well, he is, a,
3: he is a true artisan, so when you talk about artisan beer projects, yeah. you know, that's, that's an appropriate title. And
7: yeah. that's what, something I'm very proud of to say that I work for someone that definitely keeps that at heart the entire premise of, and the name itself, Crooked Stave a Beer Project. It's right. not a brewery. It's a project. Mm-hmm. It's consistently changing, improving, and molding to the rest of what's happening. Because Denver, and especially Colorado beer, is consistently evolving. And if you stay on that, you're going to follow with the rest of the market.
1: Well, let's face it, and you're talking about integrity of beer, and, and products, and sourcing, and, and getting the best ingredients. And a lot of times... Um, that's something that when you go into a project, that that's that, that's your guidelines. But as you get to do business and you start to look at margins and you start to think about, okay, this is how I can cut a corner to stay true to the integrity of your beer, uh, Diana. That's a pretty big thing.
7: It is, and you definitely see it in the customer reflection as well. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of comments that say they. Yeah. We are the standard for sours in America. They say this is almost as good as a crooked stave or as good as a crooked stave. Um, Just having that statement or even that premise is beautiful to me.
1: I know your answer, but some may say um, sours are a trend. They can be. (laughs) What do you say to that?
7: Um, I'm happy to say that I'd love it to be a trend, and it's an ever-evolving trend. Um, the, one of the biggest things that we are up against is reintroducing sours. Mm-hmm. When you create an original sour and people like it, or people don't, when you have these people that don't, they think they just don't like sours. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just didn't like that kind of sour. There's so many sours with, um, well, excuse me, there's, um, there's just different kinds of flavors, different ways that they're brewed.
1: Um, you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that, Charlie. You wrote a great article. Right. About two different difference styles. difference between
3: so, kettle sours and aged sours. Which Absolutely. you can find on moderneater.com. eater.com. <laughs> um, quickly, talk about that, Charles. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, a kettle sour, and, and I'm not throwing all kettle sours under the bus, but kettle sours are uh, a German technique, really, uh, that they used in Berliner Weisses and Gosas. And uh, what they would do is introduce lactobacillus into the mash, uh, this would turn the beer sour after about two days, and then they would boil it and finish the beer and stuff. And, uh, you know, for those styles, it was really kind of appropriate, but it's sort of been picked up by some brewers that just, um, for lack of a better term, it's kind of a lazy man sour for them. They can crank this out in a few weeks rather than, you know, going the distance and, you know, uh, waiting it's almost the 18 like to 36 months. Uh, that it takes to produce a good aged sour and you know to me the aged sours are so much more complex so much mm-hmm. more delicate so much more layers and layers of flavor where uh, a lot of the kettle sours come across as a bit one dimensional so they're tart but that's about all they are mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of the other flavors that you get when you do a true aged sour and let the thing go go to term at 3 years you know which mm-hmm. is which is hard for a brewer I, and i admire crooked stave for you know you know, for holding on and uh, you know playing playing the long game,
2: Greg uh, <laughs> Jay Parker here. That's what I love about doing this show and talking to brewers like Charlie and and salespeople like diana is because. You get, to, you get to learn, because otherwise I wouldn't know that there's kind of a, a che- easier way to do a sour mm-hmm. versus, you know, a, a true t- to tradition sour. So I love hearing that because then you can make an educated decision when you go to consume it and say, Hey, listen, I just want it to taste a little sour because that's my thing. It's great. Then you go over here. But if you want to appreciate all that, that like, Crooked Stave has to offer, it's like, well, then you start leaning that way. Yeah. yeah,
3: and it's not to say all kettle sours are bad. Some of them are, are nicely done. Some of them are poorly done. Mm-hmm. You know, the poorly done... One's come across as harsh and one-dimensional; the better ones come across as a as a nice tartness in the background and and all. So it's a matter of uh, you know the skill of the brewer that's making them. Um, but you know, aged sours uh, uh, invariably are just far more complex and intricate and you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. Than, uh, and delicious. It. Yeah. It's 6.30 on 6.30 KOW,
1: Denver's talk station, iHeartRadio. Um, so as we uh, come to, to uh, full circle with you, Deanna, Deanna Braun, uh, sales rep for Cro- Crooked Stave Artisan Beer Project, uh, talk about where the tap room is.
7: Uh, the tap room is specifically in Rhino actually, at the source. There's a lot of construction around there right now, but it's going to be a beautiful area soon. Uh, there's an, It's an amazing environment. You can go eat. You can shop. You can go to a butcher shop, get you a couple slices of steak to take home, and then go grab a couple beers from the taproom. You can taste things there. You can bring things home that normally you wouldn't be able to find in a lot of liquor stores. And that's one of the best places, in fact, the best place to get our most recent releases. They have it there first every single time.
1: I was gonna say, give me a thirty seconds of why we should come join you there, but you just did it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really really good, uh, Deanna. Pleasure. We're gonna catch up more, but as we follow the progress and and watch that area develop, you guys, you've put an anchor down, Thank and you. Uh, it's a it's a great thing that you're doing and. Um, Thanks for being a part of this beer festival. No,
7: absolutely. It was a blast, and it was really nice hearing everyone's reactions to all the different beers in this area. There's nothing but great positive feedback.
1: Deanna Braun.
3: Good stuff here today.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. There it is. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother. uh, We have a lot to talk uh, about with uh, Carly, but she brought us out some delicious. uh, Are you a Bloody Mary fan? I am. You are. I rather like them. Yeah. I kind of came into my own, um, full circle back with the Bloody Mary. It was kind of a love hate relationship, but uh, putting bone broth in a Bloody Mary. What? See, I've not heard of huh? that
3: before. So that's, and we'll uh, figure it out. Why? That's a new one. That's a new twist.
1: Why would you do that? Fairy Gut Mother in the
3: house, right here, live from Bruce Beers in Midtown. What's the address, Charlie? Sixteen seventy-five uh, West Sixty-Seventh Avenue, otherwise known as Sixty-Seventh and Pecos. Very cool. All
1: right. We'll take a break. Come back. Carly Smith on deck right here. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Soup. If you're
0: hyper-local and you like food, Eat it. click and taste the Modern Eater's website. Videos, pictures.
8: It is good.
0: Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com.
3: Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers and barrel-aged specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, brewsbeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon!
9: It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston-Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street. Just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to to you uh... being my next guest.
1: Back to the uh, show right here at Bruce Beers. Right now, first, Jeff Rourke and A plus Beverage Solutions. I got to tell you, uh, longest running sponsor on the show because he cares so much about our community and uh, just making sure that you get great programming. Jeff Rourke, he's a guy who uh, installs tap lines. All over the city and beyond, right, Jay? Everywhere you go, it's uh, just called Jeff, and you know he's he's your guy. Charlie, did he install your lines here?
3: He did, and we have an awesome uh, draft system, <laughs> thanks to uh, A Plus Beverages. I got to tell you what, when it comes to A Plus Beverage Solutions, you want A Plus on your
1: report card. Make sure you're pouring the beer. You talk about integrity. You want it to come out of that uh, tap just the way. The brewer intended it to taste. And Jeff Rourke, that's his main mission. 20 years in the business. Custom tap system installing works with owners and managers to make your tap dreams reality. Uh, efficient beer—that's one of those things to where if you're doubt you're pouring a lot of foam, your temperatures aren't right. Jeff Rourke's going to make sure that that's all fixed because not only is it very tacky that you're pouring beer like that for your customers, it's just not very good on your pocketbook. You're you're wasting money if you're pouring inefficient beer. Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please don't pour your money down the Drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. 720- 272-3809. 720- 272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions.
4: Justin Brunson, Old Major. You're listening to The Modern Eater on
1: iHeart Radio. Gotta tell you, Justin Brunson had a great event. Um, maybe we'll talk about it just for a, a second here the other night at Old Major and uh, highlighting women's chefs. Uh, right now, Craig Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Charlie Gottenkiney in the co-host seat with us tonight, live from Brews Beers. Belgium Brewfest was the uh, name of the game today here, and it was just a very successful event. And Spicket Labs was involved. Uh, so many great breweries. How many, Charlie, 11?
3: They had 11 different
1: breweries. 11 yeah. different breweries, uh, which is great. Uh, for the. And I think 11 is really where you want to keep it at.
3: Yeah, it was really a nice size. Uh, it was, uh, you know, a on the smaller end for festivals, but, uh, you know, it's uh, very specialized. So all of the 11 breweries brought their best Belgian offerings, and and uh, we had an amazing number of beers here. And I have to say the quality of the beers was unbelievable.
1: Uh, and now here we are, after party. And you guys do such a great job in your tap room. Uh, people just love to come in this midtown area and, and uh, enjoy the beers that you have to offer for their neighborhood it's really mm-hmm. as as neighborhoods embrace their breweries um geez I, I gotta think that they're so lucky to have brews beers here in midtown
3: well i i think we're lucky to have the midtown people too uh-huh. you know growing a lot together of actually yeah ab- absolutely and uh we try to keep a lot of beers on tap a lot of new beers coming out uh, constantly so just uh, released uh, two beers yesterday and two uh, bottle releases of some special beers. So, um, yeah, we uh, keep keep the ball rolling down the road. We keep the ball rolling down the road, and Midtown is really our, our base, so.
1: I love it. Uh, this gal right here, first of all, uh, Emily Fletcher, our food editor of the TheModerneater.com. Right, I mean, you're the best writer, Emily. I gotta tell you, every time I see your stuff, I'm so excited, and then you hit the mark. Um, so, you're here with us, and Carly. Carly's back, the fairy gut mother. Emily, first of all, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you here with us. Bring that mic right up close to your face there. Uh, here's Carly. So, Carly, tomorrow, and welcome back to you, Carly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, what you got a big day tomorrow. What's going on?
6: Yes. So, tomorrow, my bone, bro- bone broth, Bloody Mary, will be featured on the Dr. Oz show. So, pretty excited.
1: No about big
2: that. deal. No big deal. And no. we're drinking them right now.
1: Greg. She says that just so uh, gently. It's yeah, like, yeah. I was on Dr. Oz. I would just yell that. You know, <laughs> you flew to New York. Um, Dr. Oz had you on. The fairy gut mother, that's what you do. And if you've listened to the Modern Eater show for the past month, you've heard how you're helping us with the gut protocol. Yes. And um, as you're going to follow our progress, not much to report this week. We're going to have more. I think we're in the supplement stage. And you wrote a great article. About supplements that we're going to post tomorrow awesome. on themoderneater.com, but your offering for Doctor Oz, first of all, a Bloody Mary bone broth. Where, where'd you get this? What'd
6: you do? I just came up with the recipe. Uh, they actually had contacted me and asked if I would make a, a Bloody Mary uh, for them, and so I, I put the bone broth, um, other you know gut healing nutrients in there with some kimchi. Um some that's just a ferment, also good for repopulating the gut with that beneficial bacteria. Um some coconut aminos. Um so it's it's got a little bit of gut healing power in it. So.
1: It's like you can still be naughty but you can exactly, be good. Right? right?
6: That moderation <laughs> approach. <laughs> I love
1: that. <laughs> yes. And and working that into a sustainable lifestyle for gut health, Absolutely. right? Um which is so important because it doesn't have when you think about it like I how do I get gut health? Um It doesn't have to be so strenuous, right? For sure. Um, And and there's really things that, uh, as you being an expert, that you can look with working personally one-on-one with somebody to make that a sustainable lifestyle for you.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about that balance, um, you know, and that's the sustainability part. So it's not all or, you know, one way or the other way. It's kind of that moderation approach. But overall, you're including foods that are going to help heal the gut and uh, boost your immune system.
1: Yeah. Um, Emily, when you see her writing, right, the passion that just comes through from, uh, and your plight, I bring this up every week, but with Lyme disease, your plight to Mm -hmm. bring yourself, like, I'm masking myself with antibiotic after medication, after antibiotic, and I needed to find the truth. You had to take it upon yourself and bring it into your own hands to really figure out what, what the issues were for yourselves personally, right?
6: Exactly. But I think that resonates with so many people because, you know, everybody that I talk to is dealing with some health issue one way or the other. And it seems like everybody just keeps hitting dead ends and, you know, just taking uh, medications as Band-Aids and never really getting to the root of the issue. So, I feel like a lot of people can resonate with that story and trying to find that real solution, which I, I truly believe gut health is that foundational approach.
1: Yeah. We t- had a little esoteric con- a conversation about supplements and how people are like, geez, you know, supplements, it's kind of a dirty word, like Is this something I have to do all the time? What is a supplement? What am I actually supplementing? Can I get that from food? Emily, you read the article Mm -hmm. on her supplements that we're going to be laying out on TheModernEater.com. What would you get from it?
10: Yeah, well, so number one, uh, take a look tomorrow because that's when it's going to be hitting the blog. So everybody, themoderneater.com, go for it. But I think supplements is really interesting because there are some naysayers as well, which you know. There are a lot of naysayers who say, you don't need to spend your money on that. You don't need to pay attention to that. But it's really important. And I think earlier you hit on it where there are really probably a lot of ailments in our society that come back to our gut and come back to some of that really basic level health, which is what you're speaking to. And I think science is going to um, come up more and more with evidence right. for frankly, what we already know and what people like you are already promoting.
6: Sure. Absolutely. And I think it's just that supplements have been just given this negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And I talk about that a little bit in the article of where we've developed this, um, you know, misconception around them, or maybe this, this negative connotation. But, um, and I, I said this in the article, but I joke that they're called supplements for a reason. They're supplementary. They're not called permanents, you know, like you just take them for a little bit of time to help boost your levels, and then eventually taper them off. And um, so, I think there's a lot more that goes into it than you know what what we really think about. So kind of outline that in the article. Jay Parker, Absolutely.
2: so you mean to say that uh, my one-a-day, I, I, I still need exercise with that? Because I was <laughs> under the impression that if I take one-a-day, then that's all I need.
6: I don't think I put the one-a-day in your protocol. Okay. I don't know I don't know where that is. Well, I'll have to check
1: my emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what she's talking about, and again, this is why it's so cool to have people like this collaborating with us, with the modern eater, is we're on a crusade. Um, we all just want to be a community of people that care about uh, what we eat, how we source it, uh, the things that we're putting in our body. And if you're somebody who doesn't believe that your gut's the most important thing of your gut health, um, because that's really uh, a leaky gut, you're going to be, be bleeding toxins into your system, into your blood, mm-hmm. um, and, and you can really do the reversal. It's possible, sure. isn't it, Carly? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. reverse those types of things. So delicious uh, Bloody Mary that you brought us here today. And, again, plug Dr. Oz that you'll be on tomorrow.
6: Yes, so tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, I think on Channel 2. In Denver, I'll be on sharing my bone broth Bloody Mary recipe.
1: That's
2: exciting. I gotta set I gotta set an alarm, make sure I get DVR
6: Jay.
3: What is that? You have to tell us what you put on the uh, the rub that's on the rim.
6: So I rimmed it with a little bit of local honey and then some chili powder and paprika. So it's kind of like a sweet and smoky flavor. It's nice. It's
1: delicious. John Irvin drank all of his.
6: Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. You know I have. Was it
1: good? John Irvin from Gluten-Free Things uh, here with us tonight. Carly, thank you. We're going to do In the Kitchen with Rich Schneider. And um, again, live from Brews Beers, it is Belgium Brewfest Day. Successful today, Charlie.
3: Very successful. We uh, were very happy with it. And I think uh, all the breweries had a good time, and as well as all the people that attended the fest.
1: I think that's really cool. That's what it's all about. Here it is, the community of 2018. And beer fest season is underway. Uh, today was kind of the kickoff,
3: in our estimation. It was. Right? Uh, we wanted to, we wanted to kind of jump in early and no uh, before uh, they start having five every Saturday, and mm. uh, and uh, well, glad we did.
1: In the kitchen, up next, Rich Snyder. Uh, Little Rich is on the East Coast, right? He is. He's out in the Big Apple, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Emily wrote an article, which is published,
10: correct, on
1: themoderneater.com. Emily's going to take the lead in the next segment because, uh, <laughs> truthfully, I don't know what you wrote in the article. I haven't read it yet. That's all right. And you'll lead the way in the next article. So, Emily, she's going to be the host in the next segment. It is The Modern Eater Show, live from Brews Beers on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland.
0: Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com.
8: Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the taproom and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally.
1: Hey, it's Greg back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins? The list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things.
11: Hey Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater talk show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs, with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100, choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Whose cuisine reigns supreme?
0: You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in
1: Arvada. Yes, it is making it all happen. Gluten-Free Things. Dedicated gluten-free vegan bakery in Arvada. John Irvin here with us tonight. We are live from Brews Beers in Midtown. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker. Yo. Charlie Kenny. Say yo. 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 <laughs> there he is. Y'all know Charlie's voice. Yo. And uh, joining the show with us right now, Emily Fletcher, the uh, food editor for TheModerneater.com, wrote a great article. Emily, I'm going to kind of let you do the introductions, the whole thing. He's on hold right now.
10: Awesome. And yo. <laughs> yo to you. Yo. Uh, hey, Rich, are you there?
1: Oh, I am here. Excellent,
10: <laughs> excellent. Oh, so here, so good to hear from you first. Rich um,
1: Schneider from
5: Roccalita's Tortillas. Little Rich. I'm out, I'm, I'm out here in Providence. We are all having a blast. This
10: okay. First, tell us why you're out in Providence, Rich.
5: We're out here for the uh, Pro Start competition, a national competition, and this is where young culinarians learn uh, cooking. They learn management. And this program is nationwide, but get this, guys. It started in Denver. This is a Denver-born product, project that is now worldwide.
10: Very cool. And you are out there for a very special reason. And what is that?
5: Well, I'm out here to support my daughter. Uh, my daughter, Raven, is on the Grandview High team. They won the state for management, so now they're out here uh, battling for nationals. But it is incredible all the talent. That you see out here, it's amazing.
10: Very cool. So continuing the legacy, I mean, a lot of what you and I talked about this week, and and what I wrote about, was really kind of the legacy of your family in terms of, again, local food and bringing your food and your ideals to the community through your food.
5: You know, I just, I guess that our DNA, we're food people. It's just as simple. We we dig food.
10: You dig food. You dig food, and you dig the community.
5: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about giving back. We've been, we've, uh, each generation, we've been immensely blessed. And we feel a strong duty to give back to our community and the other people in our industry.
10: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that's what you and I talked a lot about, again, and you guys are going to read the article, but you giving back to the community and then also your legacy with your family. Tell us a little bit more. You know, you and I talked a little bit about sourcing, but you know at The Modern Eater, we're all about hyperlocal local food, local sourcing. Talk to the listeners tonight about, you know, who are you supporting locally? Um, where are you getting your sourcing from for your ingredients that you then turn back into awesome food products for the community?
5: Well, and, and, and these are great, great topics. They're, they're timely, but, and, I, and I think it's only going to increase. Uh, what's fun is to go find maybe that quiet farmer, uh, that quiet family that's been, maybe they've been doing it for five generations. Grinding it out day after day, and to use their ingredients in such a compelling way in a product that it hasn't been used before, and suddenly it—you uh, lift. We find we're able to lift them up, bring them up to the spotlight where people can see their stories as well. It's truly not about us. It's about bringing other people in the box, so to speak, other families, and help their farms and their families get the recognition that they so uh, rightfully deserve.
10: That's awesome. Yeah, and I know one that I wrote about locally is uh, Colorado Mills, right?
5: Oh yes, a great story there, and multiple families involved with that. Five generations on the dirt there. Uh, they are, I believe, it's in excess of thirty thousand acres, and that their farm from east to west is in excess of sixty miles. And so they're growing the crop. They're growing the hyalic sunflower oil. They've uh, built a huge. A cold press refinery to to make some of I'm I'm going to say some of the world's best oil, and mm-hmm. that's what we're using. In fact, we put their logo on the top of the box. I'm trying to promote them, and and you know it makes good business sense too. The better I make them look, well, if their product is in my box, the better I look.
10: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I'm just going to throw this out there. If they if they are making one of the world's best oils, that is to help you make one of the world's best tortillas, right?
5: that's certainly what we're on track to do. Um you know, we're small. We we are a uh, although we sell nationally, uh, we kind of still think small but but trying to make stuff world class, but just because I'm making products that are primarily for Colorado doesn't mean I'm 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 shooting to make a better product than anyone in the country, anyone in the world. Yep. That's
1: why we love this guy. Greg Holland back here. Uh, Emily Fletcher, doing a great job. Wrote an awesome article. It's available now. Go to themoderneater.com. Little Rich, he's taking time out. He went to the East Coast uh, to support his daughter uh, following her culinary career. And I'll tell you what, if you love Little Rich, you're going to love him. Next week, he'll be co hosting with Jay Parker for Cinco de Mayo, and um, you're gonna hear two hours of Little Rich just uh, going back and forth with Jay (laughs) Parker and Brian Freeman in studio at iHeart. None better than you, Little Rich. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Uh, Safe travels, and uh, check out the.
5: Have you had a chance to read that article? You know, I'm just uh, looking at it now as I'm sitting here in the lobby of the hotel.
1: Oh, you're looking at it before me, (laughs) but uh, if it's Emily Fletcher, uh, she's the one. She's going to get it done, and uh, I believe that you're in good hands. So thanks, Little Rich.
5: Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend, and don't drink too much beer over there.
1: Oh, of course we are. Okay, (laughs) we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back. Charlie, having a good time? Yeah, All right, stick around. Andrew Morris up next. Charlie's going to stick around. It is the Modern Eater Show. On iHeartRadio. I
7: want you to stop talking and start I drink. drinking. You're listening
5: to the Modern Eater Show. Let's drink. I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. I don't know about amazing,
1: but we can start drinking right now. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, uh, Charlie Cotton, Kenny. We have to keep him. Charlie, your voice. Give uh.
3: Yes. <laughs> Give us the well, well, Greg. Let's say, let, are people
1: paying attention? Charlie Gotten, Kenny.
7: <laughs> all right, all right.
1: There they are. There they, they are. They are paying attention right here. It's the second hour of the Modern Eater Show, and I'm going to settle right back down here. Standing up uh, sometimes a good thing to do. Uh, get the blood flowing, but we not don't, always. Yeah, we don't need that as the uh, sun sets on the Mile High City. It's a beautiful, balmy. I bet it's about 60 two degrees it would be my guess uh, but none better day to have a beer festival and belgium Brewfest was the uh, name of the game today uh, very
3: successful for you charlie absolutely uh we were really pleased with it and uh, i think uh all the breweries that were attending uh, really had a good day and and uh all i heard was good comments about everybody's beer so you well, know real pleased with the way it turned out and you know it's all about the festival goers did they have a great experience and um I know, think they I'm, did. I think the they dogs, did, Jay
2: Parker here, Charlie, the dogs oh, that the were out dogs, today. Forget it. Dogs that was were the, awesome it was the cutest thing ever with these dogs running around. Dogs
3: everywhere and they were
2: great dogs. I took a few pictures. You'll see some of the pictures uh coming up
1: on social media I couldn't resist. Check I out I the, couldn't
2: get a beer in the dog's hand
1: though. Yeah. The Eater dot com it's cool. No we opposable have, thumbs, you know. You know. <laughs> Check out the website because we have a good plug-in for our Instagram. and You can see all the pictures there. Even Peg Irvin said, hey, listen, they're doing a good job right now. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, Peg. means a lot from somebody like you with Body Massage Wellness Spa. Uh, Peg Irvin, John Irvin in the house tonight. There's John uh, with a smiling face. Come make, make some noise, John. We need you to make some noise. <laughs> I don't know. Rattle, rattle yeah. around a microphone or something like him, that. Pinch. Yeah. Pinch uh, Carly. He he ho- he, <laughs> he hops right up. He hops right up to make some noise. Pinch somebody. Um, this is cool. I kind of we 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 kind of force this guy on you, but I don't think it's a forcing of sorts because uh, I love to be around him all the time, and you made him a part of the Belgium Brew Fest. His name is Andrew Moore, Intrepid Sojourner Absolutely. Beer Project. Of, uh, Great for, brewery. Uh, Andrew, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks yeah, uh, this uh, this hour here you are co-hosting.
8: Yeah, here I am. <laughs> I
1: I love hearing from you. I call him the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> he <laughs> took guess. over from uh, Dos Equis. Huh? Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, to intrepid sojourner That's beer project. Goal, yeah, and, and way more interesting than the Dos Equis guy because right. we, Jay make a meme.
8: They don't let me do as many things I, as the Joe seconds. Right guy. now, Not, yeah, Not yet yeah. Or I
2: mean, like you—you you want, you want a verbal meme, or like you want me to stop paying attention <laughs> yeah, to the do show a and write me-
1: one? Yeah, write a meme.
7: Uh, do a uh, verbal a, one.
2: A, 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 ver- a verbal meme would be uh, if you look at Andrew as he sits there with his beard and, and smile. It says uh, two reasons why I hate this guy: one, his smile. To
1: his personality. Yeah. Wait, but that's a meme about him. Yeah. For him. An oh, advocate for him. For him. Yeah. Well, that is. Those are compliments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those,
2: yeah. are, those, those are, are, <laughs> are <laughs> compliments? Those are compliments. <laughs> yeah. no, I hate w-
3: to get insulted by you. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I Charlie. hate him in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, exactly right. That's exactly right. I hate him in a good way. I hate him out of jealousy, Charlie. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I hate okay. him out of jealousy because he's young and handsome and he owns a brewery and he, and he makes beer and he's got a beer. He can grow a beer. All these things I couldn't have even if I wanted. You've got a little
1: scraggly beard going on. I know. Yeah, and it's graying nicely. It's, yes, it is. Thank I you. I like that. Yes, it looks I know.
2: good on I you. I have to keep cutting it shorter and shorter because the longer it gets, you can see the gray. Yeah. So pretty soon I'll have to be clean and shaven. And that's a problem.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Charlie's like, uh, hey, listen,
2: mine's
1: all gray. Yeah. Can we talk no. about beer?
2: No, for, I think that beard
1: matches your 41-year-old yeah. body. Uh. <laughs> it really does.
2: Well, let's just talk
1: about my body for
2: the next hour. I mean, there's enough content there.
1: Uh, it gets a little strange here yeah. in the second hour of the modern I have this show. patch of hair on my
2: side that I don't, <laughs> I'll think, bet you do.
3: I don't think it should be there. <laughs> show me it
1: right now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I want to see it. Live from Bruce Beers. Yeah. Andrew what? Live from Bruce
3: Beers. Yeah,
1: top that. I got to tell you, so a guy, archaeology—that that's really your uh, traditional background, right?
8: Uh, yeah, yeah. I went to school for archaeology. Uh, Worked a lot in the Middle East, Turkey, Jordan, Petra, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I don't know if that's where the most interesting man in the world comes in, but yeah, that's where I stood in front of that 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 building many times. There's actually no room. You can't go into that. So in the movie, you know, Indiana Jones, he walks into the room. They go and they they find the Holy Grail. There's no there's no room there. It's just a rock wall. Uh, well,
1: here's why it's interesting: is he can uh, identify sorry. that with that because he actually, Jay, you yeah, haven't he, seen anything outside of Pismo Beach. That's like the farthest. Yeah. Whoa, Pismo, Pismo f- Beach!
2: First of all, is a beautiful <laughs> part of the central coast. I've never coast. been to Pismo Beach. And the so clam chowder, I mean, forget about it. Yeah. The clam is that chowder, the gooey ducks. Is, yeah, sure. I don't there's know not what that There's
8: a lot of means. good clam chowder in Jordan. That's true. They
2: do.
3: They, they do. Gooey uh, ducks are those big clams they have in Washington, you know, that are uh, no, I don't. 10 pounds or something. No,
2: Oh, I, I thought you were talking. There's big clams in Pismo Beach that are for tourists to take pictures by. I did some interesting. <laughs> speaking of memes, I did a really interesting meme with next to one of those big clams. But they're like eight feet tall.
3: Yeah, these aren't that big. But no. Gooey duck clams are real things, and they're they're like huge. Are you saying ooey duck? Gooey duck. Gooey duck.
1: That's even worse. Yeah. Or better, or be- <laughs> depending. On do you, you want look gooey look
3: it. or ooey? It's like slice, ah. it. slice it up into about twelve <laughs> clam steaks, you <laughs> yeah. know. And- what
1: deep fry it? How about that? Whatever it is, deep fry the goo out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what. So, Charlie, you, you have extensive travels yourself, and that's I where do. you became um, fond. I mean, you fell in love. You have a love affair with Belgium-style beers.
3: I do. I uh, do through your travels. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, from the very first time I went over there. Yeah, yeah.
1: and circling back to uh, Andrew, who, um, uh, let's face it, your travels have um, uh, opened your eyes to many types of things. And, And here's what I like about Andrew. Food is a passion as well as beer. And the jump across through spices, right, Andrew? Yeah. So uh, indigenous spices throughout the world regionally brings Andrew full circle with his studies and his work in archaeology, brings him to this love affair with spices uh, for those regions to be able to brew a beer right here in Denver, Colorado, off Santa Fe and 8th Avenue Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. and Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. That's where it all began, right?
8: Yeah, so we're at 925 West 8th Avenue uh, in Denver. And, yeah, it was – so, well, first let me say I learned a lot about beer from Charlie, actually. So Charlie was teaching online classes, uh, I think out of Lone Tree. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, Charlie and Is Jeff, this a put-on uh, or is this true? No, this is true. This is true. So uh, uh, I I had started homebrew. I started homebrewing in graduate school. And I was like, well, I stayed in Colorado since I, I'm, I was getting interested in the hobby. And I took uh, Charlie and Jeff's class on, on beer styles. And that's how I became a certified BJCP judge. That's why I started with Charlie's class. So I learned a yeah. lot of beer from
1: Charlie, beer. when you hear something like that, right, that you actually influence somebody to take a path in their lives to bring them here today where they're sitting in front of you because of some of your influence, that's pretty
3: humbling, isn't it? It it really is. It really is, especially to, you know, know that I influenced a great brewer like like Andrew.
1: Yeah, so either you... um, made his day or you broke his life
8: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll let you know yeah i don't know the
3: jury's still out on that (laughs) which one it is but no uh, no no, uh, uh,
8: uh, brewing's great and as far as the spices go yeah i mean traveling uh in the middle east like the 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 flavors the culinary flavors are just so different from anything um that i had experienced growing up in the midwest united states um are so much more intense so much more pungent and you know, we were seeing different f- vegetables like eggplant, right, and different fruits that I had never seen, like dates, and uh, I mean, there's not a lot of beer in the Middle East, and, and what's there is not very good, but um, just, just the culinary inspiration is amazing.
1: Yeah, I like that. So some of the beer dinners that we've – and I think uh, it really does call for a collaboration between brews and Intrepid Sojourner for a beer dinner. Emily, let's get on that. (laughs) Their their bios are on themoderneater.com, and they're both writers on Um, themoderneater.com. There are two beer guys that are talking about beer and their pa- and, and it, it does get a little geeky. It does get a little nerdy. I want to say that, right? But that's that's what the good the, that's what sets you guys apart in my estimation. Uh, <laughs> Charlie and Andrew are like is that a compliment? I don't
8: I don't yeah, know what's going on yeah, there, but it yeah. it, it really so. is. There's a lot yeah, there's a lot of geekiness that goes on between cleaning things. You, your room. last yeah.
1: article Andrew was about um, is beer art. Right, yeah. Is it?
8: Yes, that's the short answer. Uh, it is, yes, absolutely. So we're, I mean, Intrepid Sojourner is right in the middle of the arts district, and you know, uh, my Santa Fe arts, Santa district. Fe arts yep. district, yes, in Denver. And I mean, my training is in the humanities and art history and, and archaeology. And we very much wanted to be in a community of artists, uh, because I, I hope that people see beer. I hope that brewers see beer. Um, the way that other craftsmen see art, whether, you know, you, you're making wood furniture or you're making stained glass or you're making beer, and right? I want brewers to see their work on, on this level.
3: Yeah, it's really good. It gets into the artisan thing. So, you know, art in Europe tends to be fine art, uh, painting and sculpture and stuff like that, but chefs and brewers and, you know, carpenters and people that make different things are artisans.
1: Yeah, and and I'd like to make this... I don't know if it's a crazy jump across, but you consume art, whether it's visually, and I think you can consume art with your mouth. You can taste it. You can can absolutely reach out, grab that, consume that art, and have that same experience as you would visually, Andrew.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean... One of the things that we want to do at Intrepid and, and with other great breweries is kind of help beer reach that level. I think beer still has some work to do. You know, I don't think anybody argues that. Um, you know, you go to a five-star restaurant; and the way that the food is presented is artistic, right? With it, there's all the expression that we sort of consume. We eat with our eyes before we actually taste anything, right? So the presentation of that of that dish is artistic, and I think the the beer, the presentation, the flavors, the glassware. Uh, the spices, um, and part of it too is beer can take on so many of these culinary inspirations that we get from food, right? It has such a broad spectrum of flavors, broader than maybe any other alcohol out there um, that it can sort of incorporate through its malt base uh, and become food and art. Uh, Jay Parker yeah. here, when I hear him
2: talk about that, what pops into my head is is how the the brewery itself is art in, in the way of how the, the, the atmosphere that a brewer builds for inside of their tap room to go along with the beers that they're pouring, and in your case, with some of the suitcases on the wall and, and that sort yeah. of thing, that just it just it gives you this uh, impression of of traveling, of I'm I'm going to taste something different, I'm going to go somewhere different. Wait, did Jay say that? absolutely good well, job, but i Jay. think that's true i mean
8: that was good you know, i well like that. Said. Yeah. well yeah, absolutely. said Jay. it's just depressing
2: good that contribution they, <laughs> that they call you out on that yeah. all right i'll get back to the normal knock knock <laughs>
1: yeah
12: <laughs> who's there
1: i hate yeah. my art, life art yeah. who <laughs> yeah drink a beer yeah <laughs> i like it Jay. absolutely
8: but yeah i mean you i mean if you're an artisan uh and if you're in the service industry, right, you're sort of trying to create an environment, right, that sets the stage for the product that you're going to present to the consumer. And mm-hmm. um, whether that's, you know, dinner at Chili's or whether that's high-end art. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say that because I used to work at Chili's. But, <laughs> uh, What'd you do at Chili's? I can't see that. Were you a line cook? At Chili's. I, can't. Line cook? Yeah, I can't I picture that at Chili's. In, in my mind yeah. at all. Uh, West Philadelphia, we're the busiest Chili's in the city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you have ever guessed that? Uh, no. Uh, I would have no. never guessed that. I, but, I, but
2: when he did say it instantly, I didn't think no. kitchen. I was thinking front of the house. No, I was, was thinking bartender. I didn't want really to yeah. deal with the people. You no. Yeah. Hey, listen. You're right on right. track I worked in that. the kitchen one time. Yeah. Did yeah. you?
3: Hey. Three chefs. Oh, yeah. We yeah. all did, huh? Yeah.
8: <laughs> I, I mean, part of that's where the love of beer starts. I mean, it is a culinary. It's part of the culinary world. You know, it's beer is food mm-hmm. in the same way I think that beer is art. So it's. There's definitely a relation there.
1: These are our guys. Check out their work, really. Uh, TheModernEater.com. You can read their bios. You can check out their articles. Um, These guys, none better. Charlie Goddenkenny and Andrew Moore. We're going to do this. Come back. Uh, one of our favorites. He doesn't even know that he's a legend on the show from his last <laughs> appearance. Uh, Chris uh, Labby. Lobby. 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 Lobby? lobby, Lobby. Lobby. Yeah, there's yeah. the voice lobby. of reason right there, Periodic Brewing Company. They're up next right here on the Modern Eater Show, live from Brews Beers in Midtown.
0: If you're hyper-local and you like food, Eat click and taste The Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures, It is good. food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's The Modern
11: Drinker Show.
9: It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning Dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest.
3: Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers, and barrel-age specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, BrewsBeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. (laughs) What the f*** is wrong with you? (laughs) You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.
1: That laugh at Charlie kinneys that'll get you every time right there. Uh, the voice of Charlie Kinney, who's actually sitting with us right now. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Charlie Kinney, and Andrew Moore from Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. We're live from Brews Beers right now. Next segment, Sarah Beatty's going to make us hungry and talk about the Black Hawk Casino Chef Cook-Off that's taking place this week on Thursday night. You can check out all the information on the Modern Eater Facebook page. That's uh, not May 3rd. It's, it's, is it May 3rd? Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. next Thursday. Yeah. Right? Did you see me
2: write that I down? I saw right you there? write
1: it down. Threw me a loop because yeah, I yeah. did what the. I can't believe <laughs> April's almost gone, but I love May. And as we get into May, it's all about food, fun, and friends. And the uh, Black Hawk Casino Chef Cookoff is where you're going to want to be. All right. As we're back, guys, we got to introduce this guy to the show. Periodic Brewing Company. They have a lot going on right now. Uh, Chris Labby, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you tonight? Good to have you
13: on the show. Uh, The last segment I heard kind of struck a chord with your travels as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of fun. I didn't know that about Andrew. Uh, Of course, I knew about Charlie's uh, uh, trip to Belgium and the influence that helped uh, make Brews Beers uh, an awesome place. Uh, We spent. My family lived overseas in Asia for four years and I think there was a lot of influence in our travels. We spent a lot of time traveling through many countries over there, and we bring that back into in, in not only the cleanliness of beers, because in the expat community over there, they demanded uh, very, very clean, traditional European styles. Helped me work on a lot of, of sort of hitting the center of uh, you know, some of the key styles, but also uh, we're gonna start working more and more on bringing some Asian influence into our beers um, I had a Thai, what I call Thai Tom Yam Sali, which is a Tam Yam aromatics beer in a wheat base. Uh, and we're going to do some things like that. Really starting to explore some of the world palate flavors from our life uh, in, into the beers that, that we brew.
1: You don't know, but you, you're turning. Andrew oh,
13: Ron, he's smiling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's well, starting to wiggle a he, little, little bit over there. talking his <laughs> language yeah. right yeah. now. Know, the spices. So, Maybe um, there's a collaboration that uh, yeah. needs to happen here. That would
8: be a, a fantastic. And I was just thinking so, we recently had a brewer come in, uh, Sean Guerrero, who's opening a brewery out in Aurora called Jade Mountain, mm-hmm. who owned a brewery in China. He did the, the talk, he right? He did the talk, yeah. Yep. And uh, he had a little microbrewery in China, and he came in and sort of talked about the industry in China. And it was fascinating to learn about. What people want, the different be- the different beers he was brewing, and then of course for me it was you know what can you get, what kind of spices and flowers and things can you get? Yeah, we market. did stuff
13: with all kinds of uh, Chinese local. Uh, the funny thing was, I was really working hard when I was over there. at got sort of quitting my high tech job and opening a brewery in China. The market is wide open. People love. Uh, they're just starting to learn to love beer, not the kind of, uh, sort of boring beer that they're used to. And so it's an amazing space to explore. Uh, but then I decided to come back and make periodic brewing. And uh, at that same moment, I won three, uh, two golds and a silver at the China National Homebrewers Conference. Wow. Was named grandmaster of the conference. And uh, potential investors called me up and said, All right, we're ready, let's go. We now know you can really brew beer. And I'm like, See you later, dudes. I'm going back to the US. <laughs> I so, love it. I'd probably <laughs> yeah. be a bazillionaire if I had uh, stayed in China. USA. Yeah. Yeah. USA. <laughs> but that's cool.
1: And we hear the stories time and time again. But what really strikes me, so here it is all of that influence, all but plop down, Leadville, Colorado. that you're able to provide those things and those influences um, to the folks that are near and dear to your community through you vicariously, through your travels, through your influence, through the beers that you brew right now. Talk about your
13: brewery in Leadville. Yeah, so we've got two chapters now. So Leadville is still our passion. That's where uh, my family's been part of Leadville for 30 years now. We've just actually uh, reinvested in Leadville. Literally yesterday we signed... Uh, and bought a new building that will be our future. Um, it's 19,000 square foot, old high school gymnasium. So I love that we're repurposing a building that might not have a, a good use otherwise. It will be, uh, you know, unless we're like the, the next uh, New Belgium, it's gonna satisfy our production demand and space for, for years to come. And, and, and that's our long-term vision. Uh, and we're committed to Leadville. We're committed to bringing Leadville a real craftier experience. But here's
1: the new chapter.
13: Yeah, but here's a new chapter. So we moved into the Front Range. Uh, we officially opened the doors seven weeks ago in North Glen. Um, and this is where we start to hopefully awesome. have the capacity to let the brand grow yeah. and distribute. Uh, because it, as we talked last year, the place we have in Leadville is so small. And it being in a seasonal community, it turns out that at the same time we might want to distribute uh, that you know everybody wants our beer for distribution we need all of our beer for in-house sales mm-hmm. so so uh, it's really uh, being in a mountain town is tough and we've seen other brands that have had to leave the mountains for their distribution capacity mm-hmm. but they still have left their heart in the mountains as well whether that you know is Breckenridge or crazy mountain and we're doing the same our, our heart and our, our foundation will always be Leadville um, but we hope you can uh, stop by Northland the Northland facility and enjoy our beer uh, 112th. Uh, Is that the uh, extended uh, yeah. tap
1: room? Let me just get the feel of what you're doing here because a lot of times, so 80 percent of successful breweries are concentrating on their tap rooms. You're not letting that go. It's nope. there. It's Leadville. You're doing that, but yep. you want that distribution model. But what are we looking at at your new location? It, an extended tap room with the same delicious beers that they can get out of Leadville, and you have the the uh, distribution capabilities from there.
13: Uh, The North Glen facility is actually a much larger facility than what we have in in Leadville. So what we'll do now is we'll make small batch uh, craft breweries, uh, beers out of uh, Leadville, and we'll make the larger like flagship brands out of North Glen. So we were able to produce at four times uh, the rate down here. They both have nice tap rooms, uh, great places for families to come hang out. They're both brew pubs, uh, although in North Glen we'll also... Uh, continue to develop a food truck scene uh, because that's what a lot of people want to see is a variety of foods and offerings. Um, but the plan now will be to make uh, larger quantities of our main beers, distribute them as we can, send those to Leadville. Let Leadville focus on making a variety of awesome options that we can bring down here. And so both places really benefit because Leadville will get a stronger lineup of beers, and we'll have uh, you know a, a kind of an advantage over a lot of other breweries in the front range. Having two breweries like that, we can brew a lot of one-off, small-batch, experimental, interesting things, put them in both locations. We can brew a lot of the beers that people like in, in quantity, put those in both locations. But in the end, we're really going to focus our distribution footprint on the mountains. And our second thought is distribution in the front range. Unless, you know, a bunch of your listeners call up and say they want to see our beer all over town, then, you know, maybe I'll change my tune. So. I think we can work on
1: that a little bit. First of all, congratulations. Kudos to you guys. Uh, the ongoing joke is last time you were on the show, um, you're talking about your location in Leadville. I'm late to get back to the break, and I say, I love camping, too. I just jumped in and said, I love I-, I love ca-. And... Leadville is my camping spot. So when I, think I remember
13: th- this, you you still haven't taken me up on I, moving the show <laughs> Listen, to our backyard? Don't you? Yeah, I'm, right there. I'm right, telling you, I you, will you. rope it off. You can camp. <laughs> we can do the show. <laughs> Right well, outside the brewery.
2: What Greg fails to mention in that whole discussion is that nobody was talking about camping <laughs> when, when he sat down and said that. Uh, we were talking about beer, or uh, and it was just yeah. Leadville is an camping. awesome Ledbet, place Ledbet,
1: to camp, so is. I can
13: see the connection. It there. is,
1: and I'll tell you what. So uh, for you. You're absolutely right. If you get in Leadville, it might be kind of an anomaly. You've stopped by or you've got family there or you're passing through town. Um, But now to be able to have Periodic Brewing Company available here in town, it's pretty cool.
13: Yep. Thank you very much. I
1: really enjoy that. Chris, talk about um, just 30 seconds. Talk about what people can see up in North Glen.
13: Yeah, North Glen, I think if you come by, uh, you're going to find a really family-friendly environment. We've worked hard to redesign the tap room from the, the previous brewery that was there. We are North Glen's only brewery. Uh, we are seeing a lot of pull and, and excitement in the neighborhood uh, for having a really, really high-quality, world-class brewery that's there, um, a lot of, of, of attention on customer service. We really wanna make it comfortable um, and we bring that same attitude that we love about the brewery industry, which is we're not a bar. You're not supposed to come in and hang out and hammer a bunch of drinks. You're supposed to come in and hang out and have fun with family and your friends uh, and, and just you know be an awesome person and, and have an awesome experience with awesome beer and, and that's what we stand for. You'll find a lot, our brewers are out on the floor talking to people. And we'd love to show you the, the, this giant monster of a brewery we've uh, we've inherited and, and are, and are tr- still trying to figure out. So, you know, come in and talk to us. Ask questions. We're here for the beer. We're beer geeks. We love talking beer. You know, love and you, to see and you. And Jay
2: here, and most of your time is spent at uh, North Glen.
13: Yeah, that's, that's kind of my sad chapter is that I had looked forward to uh, moving to Leadville. I love Leadville. I love it. Love it. But uh, I spend all my time right now in Northland trying to develop the place and, and figure out how we make beer in high volume with high quality. That's the key, right? That's the most important thing right now. We're gonna come, right? come up, up and bug quality. you. quality, yeah. yeah.
1: We're gonna come bug you. Okay, the brewery. Chris, thank you so much. Yeah. Periodic Brewing Company, very cool. Uh, final words for that.
8: Oh, I just the Periodic Brewing in Leadville is one of my favorite places to go hang out. We're often up there and you know doing fourteeners or camping or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and they have the upstairs great when you just hike too far and all you, you want to do a show there yeah, yeah. <laughs> charlie will you go no, absolutely. absolutely you will yeah, yeah twist my arm make me go to the mountains huh? yeah. all
13: right you'll be a good host oh absolutely huh? yeah. i'll even i'll even bring some oxygen over from our oxygen bar into <laughs> i love town. it so, i'll eat it so nobody passes out that's yeah, right
8: we yeah. you camp in the backyard
5: Cool, cool. I
1: like it. Chris Labby. All right, uh, we're going to come back, take a break, and this is something near and dear to our hearts. It's uh, The culinary scene is developing, and Sarah Beatty uh, is just a love of the show. Black Hawk Casino Chef Cook-Off. We'll talk about that more when we come up next right here on the Modern Eater Show, live from Bruce Beers in Midtown on iHeart Radio.
0: If you're hyper-local and you like food, Eat it. click and taste The Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures,
8: It is good.
0: food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com.
1: owner john irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in trust me when i tell you the products from his bakery in arvada are fresh flavorful and masterly crafted leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing simply delicious the bakery is located in arvada on 64th and sims across the street from arvada west high school Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. All right, we're drinking delicious beers at Brews Beers in Midtown right now. and Part of the reason is because of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's the man who put their taps in. He's installing faucets everywhere you go. And a good indication, if you're drinking delicious craft beer and it's poured right, probably Jeff Rourke has his hand in that. 20 years in the business installing custom tap systems. Uh, He'll work with the owners and managers to make your tap dreams reality. He's a family man. Uh, Him and his wife, Kristen Rourke, they do such a good job. Just had a little baby on Christmas. Um, This is how you are hyper-local and support your community. I'm talking to you restaurant and bar owners. Uh, get an A-plus on your report card for your tap systems because if you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain, that foam, uh, the bad temperatures. Foam, foam is money, Greg. Foam is money. Foam is money, and we don't want to cost you money. We want to save you money and make you money, and part of that is working with Jay, uh, Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions 720. 272 3809. 720 272 3809. Make your draft lines delicious with Jeff Rourke and A Plus Bever- Beverage Solutions. Justin Brunson, Old Major. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All right, let's go back at it. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker. It's a lively crowd right now. The second hour, I don't know what it is, but it's magic. Uh, Charlie Gotton, Kenny. Yes. How are I'm you? Here. I know you. I'm are. here
3: and uh, <laughs> drinking beer and uh, enjoying the uh, aftermath of the Belgian Brew I'll
1: tell you what. When you're in Denver, Colorado, the the uh, term. If you don't like the weather, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. you're going to like it. It's true, because today everything came together. It's lightning in a bottle, and uh, it was an amazing day here at Brews Beers for Belgium Brewfest, and uh, just everybody getting together. That's really the sense of community, right, Charlie?
3: Absolutely, absolutely, and we're already looking forward to next year so.
1: All right, Andrew Moore. He's stepping aside for just a minute. Uh, one of the great guys. He keeps the lights on right here, along with you, Charlie, <laughs> along with Andrew, along with uh, you know everybody that uh, really uh, takes a moment to make the Modern Eater Show something that you can hear every Saturdays right here on iHeartRadio. Uh, John Irvin, you love food.
4: Oh, man, I love food. <laughs> I know you do. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get this way uh, by not eating.
1: You said you're buying a ticket. Am I right?
4: Yes, you're I'm buying
1: not. a ticket okay. to... Yes. Um, and it's this Thursday night May 3rd it's Blackhawk Casino chef cookoff yep. uh, and you probably heard it on the show is why yep. you're buying a last, ticket last week. That's right. Uh, last week, just hearing this delicious lineup, she comes in the last couple of weeks, makes us very hungry. Uh, we love this gal, Sar- Sarah Beatty, Welcome back to the Modern Eater Show.
14: Well, thank you guys. <laughs> Appreciate being here. Yeah. Gosh, it's gorgeous. I know. You know,
1: she has a great radio she voice, does, too. She? Well, yeah. when and then when she starts great. talking about food, yeah, I have to put uh, my card it, yeah. over my lap. Oh no, yeah, hands on the table, <laughs> hands
2: on the table, everybody,
1: everybody. <laughs> Uh, Black Hawk Casino,, chef second hour, everybody. cook off. Yeah, second hour, second hour. Here it is. Uh, just talk about it. What's happening this Thursday night in Black Hawk?
14: Well, I have to tell you, it's a lucky thing that I've chatted about it for two weeks in a row because I um, really well coded my uh, information with my fabulous Citron. Uh, I see that. Yeah, Citron, yes. ale with the uh, kombucha in it, which is lovely and refreshing. Wow!
1: The little shanty.
14: Yeah, I know it's fabulous.
1: Summer shanty.
14: Exactly. So my all of my information is covered with this wonderful uh, reminder of this evening. But we have eight casinos. I didn't
1: make a joke there at all. I stopped um, with what I wanted to say, but I didn't. And continue, sir. All
14: right. Eight casinos. <laughs> six casino chef teams. Competing for fame, fortune, uh, and fabulous prizes Mm. with the Blackhawk Casino Chef Cook-Off. And you all are invited. Everyone's invited.
1: Eventbrite.com.
7: Yeah.
14: Uh,
1: Just uh, type in Blackhawk Casino Chef Cook-Off and also themoderneater.com. It's benefiting the Colorado Chefs Association Apprentice Program. So you can see this all over. It's everywhere right now doing a great job with that and for a reason here it is you've got a great product and the product is the um, casinos chefs are coming together for one night it's this Thursday night in the crooks
14: crooks palace the oldest saloon in the state
1: and here's what you're gonna get oh my gosh
14: okay so from monarch casinos executive chef Anthony Ochoa you will be able to taste the lobster ceviche in a coconut lime broth from executive chef Steven Jameson at Ameristar, the pork belly ramen with a soft quail egg. Executive chef Klaus Krebs, our great friend. Isla Capri, Lady Luck. Now, this is where I've, I've splished my um, drink all over my... Uh, I see that. I know. I see that. You
2: did a good job so of I'm spilling.
14: Gonna, I, didn't I? That mm-hmm. just... It's like it's, it's a painting. Mm-hmm. Fine diced sashimi grade yellowfin tuna. Mm. Yeah in a fried wonton taco shell topped with fresh avocado jalapeno pepper and crispy strips of nori seaweed and finished with a ginger and wasabi on the side. That's,
2: <laughs> that's, my, that's
1: my jam. That's, that's
14: it? it? Yeah, that's, that's what the,
1: you're that's, looking for. If
2: I could only have one thing I hear in the world, I don't know. Right, it's that
1: one. It's coming up on the ramen, and that's what's going to get me.
14: I know. But Chef Klaus is not done. His uh, pastry chef, Crystal Butler, is doing a raspberry-glazed cheesecake with a ginger-spiced graham cracker crust, a red wine-reduced raspberry coulis, and fresh berries. Mm.
1: Next, please. Okay.
14: Lodge and Gilpin Casino are sending executive chef Paul Capala. He and I were swapping emails this morning. Now, he's doing a fabulous sesame-crusted yellowfin tuna with crisp Asian slaw, sweet soy, wasabi crema, and microgreens. And our friends, executive chef Brian Davis and chef Justin Wenzel at Saratoga Casino are sending over slow-braised short ribs with a pork demi-glace, brown butter vegetable bundle, cheesy truffle gnocchi, and cranberry vinaigrette salad in an Asiago cheese bowl.
2: Okay, that might be the... That's it?
1: That might be the...
14: That's not it. Okay. Fellas, Z Casino is sending, and it's uh, chef Steven Kleinman. They are doing a fabulous sous vide chicken bite with mole. Mm.
2: Uh, mole. All all on May 3rd. All All, on May 3rd. All up at Blackhawk. Get your tickets now. Get your tickets. Sounds amazing. And the
14: tickets, by the way, include a drink ticket to uh, Tommyknocker. Yeah. So Tommyknocker is sending their uh, Drift Blonde Ale, and they're doing a tropical IPA. And then Ferrari Carano wine is sending a Chardonnay and a beautiful I like it. Yeah, beautiful red wine. So the tickets are fifty bucks. You get to taste dishes from all of these chefs, all of these casinos in the oldest saloon in the state. And you get a drink ticket with it and then you can if you need another drink. And I'd like to point out bar.
2: I'd like to point out Sarah too that at, at the you can't get into this place normally.
14: No, it's it's is
2: is, is closed to the public except for this event. So Crooks cl- Palace mm. uh, being a landmark that it is. Yeah. This is your opportunity, A, fifty dollars, no brainer. That's right. the easiest decision in the world. And then B, you get to get in somewhere that uh, your, friend, your friends yeah. haven't. And
1: the mayor's gonna be there.
14: Mayor's mm-hmm. gonna be there. And if you want to know history about Blackhawk, yeah. talk to Mayor Spellman.
1: Yeah. This uh, guy is
14: a walking history book.
1: I'll tell you what. Um food anymore for these days is uh, not just the food itself but the experience that goes around it. The experience that you're going to have in Blackhawk is going to be bar none and get up there because what we're doing that night, uh, this Thursday night, is something that is so extraordinary that you're not going to get this anywhere else and you're not going to be able to buy a ticket at the door you have to buy your tickets now and you can go to eventbrite.com buy Absolutely. the tickets for this Blackhawk uh, Blackhawk Chef's Casino Cookoff and it's I'll tell you what if you've ever gone to an event to where you go to Chef Station after Chef Station and get their offerings of what for 50 bucks it's a no brainer mm-hmm. so I encourage you go see these guys and Jay you'll be up there I'll be uh sitting on the beaches of Florida. You will
2: be in the beaches of Florida. I'll be up in the mountains at Hawk. Here's my plan. I'm going to put $20 in a slot
1: machine, depending on how it works out. Then I'm going to go to the festival. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for me, a matter of convenience, free parking.
14: Well, that's absolutely true. Our friends at Saratoga Casino, which is like 14 yeah. steps down the block, are offering their parking garage for free parking that evening. So you drive up, you drive into Saratoga Casino, you park your car, you walk half a block up the street to really wonderfully decorated it's beautiful. Palace it's with this experience. beautiful original bar and the, the footrail and the naughty pictures on the wall. Mm-hmm. and Right?
1: It's, it's a done. good time. It's, it's, I mean,
14: there's something for everybody. No That's brainer. Right.
1: Sarah, we'll see you there.
14: All right. Thank you, guys. So much
1: fun. Sarah Bader. Thank you, Sarah. Black Hawk Casino Chef Cook-Off. It's the first annual, I guess they call that the, inaugur- the inaugural Inaugural. 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 Yeah, it's one of those. The kickoff. You can't say first annual because it's no good. Mm -mm. Uh, People get mad at you. Okay. It's all about crowd size. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Your friend, Scott Fitelli, right? Yes. Uh, Helped with the uh, Belgium Brew He
3: did. Yeah, he provided the technology.
1: I love it. All right. We're going to come back, and we're going to wrap up the show right there and do uh, booze in the news, all the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show on (laughs) iHeartRadio.
0: Soup's on. If you're hyper local and you like food, Eat it. click and taste the Modern Eater's website. Videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion Com.
12: Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multi-grain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood-oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry?
11: or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at GrowersOrganic.com.
0: Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled,
1: and my entertainment
0: explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze
1: news. Here's your booze news. All the booze news you can use right here on the- Modern Eater show. We're live from Brews Beers in Midtown, uh, yes. Belgium oh, Beer <laughs> Brewfest. Belgium brew <laughs> the Fest. Belgian Brewfest. The Belgium Brewfest was today. Yeah, what a success. Great job. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. I'll tell you what. Uh, the guy right now that we're going to introduce to the show, Scott Vitelli. How are you? Sir? Hey guys, it's what's good, going on? It's good to see you back here, man. Uh, along with uh, you're hearing uh, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Charlie Gotten, Kenny, Andrew Moore, and uh, I'll tell you what. It, this was kind of this is your deal, right? I mean, you put yeah, this deal together. We, I talked we, to Ryan this last week, and he was like, uh, "Hey, let, talk to Scott. He's putting this baby
4: on." Yeah, man. You you guys sat down with us a year ago, and we we were here for the first Belgian Brew Fest, and the freaking snowstorm that. <laughs> showed up on may 28th thank you for the freaking um, by the way it was it was <laughs> yeah, fantastic it's yeah. a lot better than the alternative <laughs> yeah. that you could
1: keep in it there. as clean as possible <laughs> <Good> right <job. laughs> it's a family show it's a family show yeah
4: i mean this year is is kind of the second revision of the same thing that we started last year of, of really bringing the belgian beer scene from colorado into bruise beers into this scene and it's just a beautiful space i mean it was great that we got a nice day this year and everyone turned out i mean awesome awesome is it fair people. to say
1: you're a technology guy
4: i i am yeah that's that's my deal and He's you the love
3: technology guy. The tech,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, and i really believe that because you have some technology that's blown me away for just the short time that i've known you in about a year and a half um Talk about this technology
4: that you've developed. Yeah, so the, the idea is I, I woke up from Great American Beer Fest the day after, and I was like, man, I would really like, like to, know to know all those beers that I tried mm-hmm. at GABF. Um, and so that that sort of inspired this tech of building a way for people to track what they taste and to enjoy what they taste without taking away from the festival. Um, they don't have to take their phone out. They can simply take their tasting glass or their wristband and go and try all the beers. Enjoy. Just go
1: enjoy. Just go enjoy. We're going to do the rest for you. Tap your glasses. What you go. is the
4: rest? What is the rest that you're doing for people? Yeah, so we put a small sensor on the bottom of each glass, and as people walk around, they can tap that glass on each individual beer. And uh, that that gives them tracking of what they tried. Did you trademark that? Tap that glass. Tap that glass. <laughs> I probably should. <laughs> <You> right? Pro- <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm on GoDaddy as we speak. Tap yeah, that, that, that glass. Freaking, th- tap
1: that freaking glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you do. That's what you do. It's as simple as that. You go. You you register. You come in. Right. Yep. Um, the technology allows you to be able to swipe a license, know who somebody is, allows you to be able to say you're of age. Bring them into the festival very easily and fluidly and then allow them to be able to roam free throughout that festival and, and track their habits to be able to do a recap at the end of the day to say, look, here, here's what my habits were as a consumer to either be a more educated consumer and to go on to the next festival and say, you know what, I'm going to use what I've done already and be able to make myself more educated with the next time that I go somewhere yeah. else with the beers that I like.
4: Yeah, and honestly, there's there's so many stages here. Like, a, a, the first piece of it is tracking what you try at this individual festival, mm-hmm. right? But from there, it's like, okay, I've tried all these beers. Now I can actually find them. I know which ones I enjoyed. Hey, this beer was really fantastic. So I'm going to pull out my phone. I'm going to rate it five stars. And then we take that data and feed it back to the brewers as well. So it's, it's this whole visibility of what happens at the festival. What are people trying? What are people liking? What do they like about it? Um, why should brewers come back? You know, that's a big piece, Andrew and I were talking earlier, like what what really motivates you to come to a festival? What are the things that make a festival stand out for you? And you know, a big piece of it is kind of the atmosphere and understanding what the attendees like and what they're looking for and being able to talk to them one-on-one. Um, and a big piece of it is understanding like From a business perspective, what is your ROI? What are you actually getting out of this festival? Do I understand you'll take it a step
1: further to where, you know what, you've enjoyed those beers. We're tracking them for you, and now we're going to be able to provide them for you uh, aside from the beer festival itself?
4: Yeah, so at at last year's festival, we partnered with um, Craft Alley. And so they were able to deliver a lot of the beers that people tasted directly to their homes right after the event. Um, and so that's an that's an angle that we're continuing to work. Of hey, these are the beers that you tried. This is where you can get them. And oh, by the way, we can have them delivered directly to your house. Like by the time you get home from the festival, right? Mm-hmm. You've that's already amazing. got that beer waiting for you. This technology goes beyond beer festivals. Please talk about that. Yeah, I mean the scene the scene is really the same. Beer festivals are my passion. I I love good beer. I love going to beer festivals. But ultimately. This works at a wine festival. This works at a, any kind of tasting or pairing event. Anything where you're engaging with a product or with a company, um, where it's difficult to kind of keep track of all the different people you've met and all the different things that you've tried. Uh, this is a perfect fit for all of those different spaces of being able to figure out what you had and where to find it after the fact. Cutting new road, uh, Spiked labs. People want to look at what you do. How can they find that? So, you know, the, the best way is just check us out at SpigotLabs.com. So we've, we've actually got the video on the website of last year's event, which was the snowstorm. Um, still a very fun event. You've got different footage this year. <laughs> yes. 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 We, do. we got some sunny, like, yeah, cooked, sunburned people this year. I'm going <laughs> out on a limb, but I'm going to say
1: that this is the new precedent for beer festivals.
4: Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the best parts of this is getting to work with, with Ryan and Charlie. Ryan is good longtime friend of mine um, I think he does a great job with his brewery um, one of our you know our big focus is to bring this technology out and showcase it but at the same time to make sure that this is a really valuable event for the brewers that come so each of the breweries that's here we have some kind of personal relationship with and ultimately that's a big part of it for us like we want this to be really beneficial to the brewers we want to make sure that they're paid well we want to make sure that um, this brewery is good not just for the attendees, but for everyone involved. Everyone involved—that's yeah. really what's all about. Yeah. Spigot Labs.
1: Um, thank you. Thank so you. Much. Gosh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's great tell to see you, what, you guys. I know it's it. Good I, to see you. I want a stake in your company, and I still have not figured it out. How you <laughs> can work that out? That. Let me let me
4: get my lawyer on the <laughs> I'll phone. I'll tell yeah.
1: you what. Now you're more valuable than you were a year ago, though. But uh, thank you so much, Charlie Gotten, Kenny, Andrew Moore, uh, John Irvin, um, Emily Fletcher. Jay Parker, we're going to be back here next week on the Modern Eater Show.